48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well on the headlines. Each Hong Kong resident will start getting a $10,000 cash handout from early July. A pro-Beijing politician suggests Beijing to launch a body as well as a court to oversee national security in Hong Kong. And the civil service chief, Patrick Nip, elaborates his dual identities concept. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan says people can start applying for the $10,000 cash handout from the 21st of June, either by registering through electronic banking, applying via the bank or by post to the government's designated address. He said payouts would come in phases from July the 8th. The fastest way to, to get the money from the government is to apply full electronic registration while your bankers to receive the money full direct transfer into the account. This is the fastest way. Mr Chan says the scheme will cost the government about $70 billion and is expected to benefit around 7 million people. The coordinator of special duties at the Financial Secretary's office, Jesse Wong, says the personal data collected from the handout scheme could be used again in future. The personal data uh, we collected for this scheme will also be used um, for um, similar schemes like cash or non-cash um, handout or refund, if any, in the future. We said, oh, clearly, the um, schemes are for similar purpose, um, say, um, to relieve uh, people's uh, uh, financial um, difficulties or to uh, boost the local consumption. The Secretary for Commerce and Economic Development, Edward Yao, says Ocean Park will reopen on Saturday as part of a wider move to boost local tourism. The chairman of the tourism board, Pang Yukai, said he believes the reopening, coupled with other schemes to promote local attractions and hotels, will be highly successful in reviving the embattled sector. A lot of families are saying, what do I do with my kids during the summer? Normally we promise them a trip somewhere uh, in, in the summer. Maybe they can't go yet. And so we are offering options with the trade, the hotels, the restaurants and, 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 and attractions to create these experiences for Hong Kong families so that they can enjoy a few days away, away from Hong Kong, but in Hong Kong. And there are a lot of things that they can do and will do in Hong Kong. Executive Councillor and a delegate to the National People's Congress Ip Kwok Him says it's necessary for Beijing to launch a body as well as a court to oversee national security in Hong Kong. He says the MPC Standing Committee should have the power to endorse judges' appointments instead of the legislature, as the court would be responsible for cases at a national level. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, has sought to clarify remarks he made yesterday that civil servants have dual identities, serving both the SAR as well as the national government, Violet Wong reports. Mr. Nip said it wasn't a new concept, and Hong Kong's civil service still remained under one country, two systems. But he cautioned public servants to think about how their opinions might be perceived, saying a hostile attitude towards the mainland could be a big problem. Mr. Nip was speaking on RTHK's Millennium Program, along with two civil service unions and MPC Deputy Ip Kwok Kim. Mr. Ip says civil servants could still criticize the local government or even the Chinese Communist Party in their personal capacity, but not as public officers. While Mr. Nip said public staff should be careful making personal comments online that could then be circulated widely. Meanwhile, the two unions said they were puzzled by the concept of dual identities. The chairman of the Hong Kong Federation of Civil Service Unions, Leung Chao Ting, said it felt like they were working for a subsidiary owned by a parent company and would be punished for saying things that harmed the country's reputation. 
A 50-year-old cleaner has been found guilty of obstructing a police officer in Shamshapo during an anti-extradition protest last last August. The court heard that a police sergeant wanted to make inquiry with a teenager who was heard shouting insults at the police, and the defendant Ho Eng Lang dashed out and stood between the two, allowing the teenager to run away. Sentencing has been adjourned to next Friday. The man has been remanded in custody. The Highways Department has confirmed water seepage was found in several locations of the central. Wen Chai bypass after recent heavy rains. A spokesman said the leaks were found at the plant room and the administration building and it asked the contractor to fix the problem. He said since the bypass opened in January last year, engineers had found leaks from time to time, but they were minor and didn't affect road safety. Classes for primary four to secondary two students resumed today following months of closure due to COVID-19 pandemic. Special hygiene measures were implemented in schools to prevent the spread of the virus, such as temperature checks and hand sanitizing for students. Some students told RTHK they were happy to be back as they missed their classmates. Parents also expressed relief at children returning to school, saying it had been very stressful looking after them 24 hours a day. The government's tobacco control office has warned that there could be a rise in the number of people using heated tobacco products after legislators decided to stop vetting a bill that bans the sale of electronic cigarettes. Its latest study estimated around 7,200 people used e-cigarettes in Hong Kong last year, 26% more than its previous study in 2017, with the prevalence rate remained at 0.1%. Dr Feng Yang is the head of the tobacco control office. We anticipate an increase in the use of heated tobacco products in the future because we have failed to ban the heated tobacco. For e-cigarettes, it's unpredictable because e-cigarettes have been on sale in Hong Kong. But however, we have this regulation by the Pharmacy and Poisons Ordinance because that ordinance restricts the sale of nicotine-containing e-cigarettes, which is the main addictive component in e-cigarettes. A majority of members of Minneapolis City Council in the United States has promised to dismantle this police department. The move follows the death of an unarmed African-American man, George Floyd, in police custody two weeks ago. Here's the BBC's Barbara Pladasha. The council members said efforts to reform the department had not been effective in stopping police brutality. They didn't have specific plans for what should replace it, but promised to work with the community to create a new public safety system. This will probably take months and is not guaranteed because the mayor has opposed the move. But activists welcomed the announcement as a turning point. In the wake of George Floyd's death, there have been calls across America to completely rethink what policing looks like. Democrats in Congress are expected to present sweeping legislation on police reform today, as the officer charged with second-degree murder in the case of Mr. Floyd is set to make his first court appearance. Large crowds have continued to attend peaceful protests against police brutality and racism in the United States. Tens of thousands gathered in cities and towns across the country. The demonstrations began in began as expression of anger over the death of George Floyd, but have encompassed other issues as well. Earlier, the Attorney General William Barr, speaking to CBS, denied there was systemic, system, system, systemic racism in U.S. law enforcement. I think there's racism in the United States still, but I don't think that the uh, law enforcement system is systemically racist. I understand the the distrust, however, of the African-American community, given the history in this country. Since uh, the 1960s, I think we've been in a phase of reforming our institutions and making sure that they're in sync with our laws. 
The British Prime Minister has accused Black Lives Matter protesters of betraying the cause of the purported to serve. Boris Johnson tweeted that the demonstrations had been supported by thuggery. His comments came after protesters clashed with police in central London. Earlier, anti-racism protesters in the British city of Bristol toppled the statute of a 17th-century slave trader, Edward Colston, and dumped it into the harbour. Bristol's Mayor Marvin Rees, who's of Black American heritage, said he always felt uneasy about the statue. I've never made it a secret that I find the, the, the statue a personal affront to me um, and to people like me and I would like to have seen it gone. The way I think you, you know, I would have had to have gone about that as elected mayor is through a democratic process and, and obviously, uh, you know, in line uh, with the law. But I'm a Jamaican heritage. He may, he may have transported one of my um, ancestors uh, over, over to the Caribbean. Most people entering Britain will have to self-isolate for two weeks under new rules being enforced from today, aimed at stopping the spread of the coronavirus. Here's the BBC's Tom Burridge. Most people arriving into the UK by any mode of transport should now fill out a form online before they travel. They'll be expected to provide an address where they will self-isolate for two weeks. Airlines already hit hard by the pandemic are furious that people arriving from countries with low infection rates are not exempt. The Home Secretary, Priti Patel, said the new restriction would limit the risk of new cases being imported and she argued that would help stop a devastating second wave of the virus. The number of people confirmed to have been killed by the coronavirus has now passed 400,000, just five months after China reported the first known fatality. More than a quarter of the deaths have been in the United States, with Brazil and several European countries also reporting high death rates. New Zealand's Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has announced that all coronavirus measures in the country will be lifted from tomorrow, barring border closure restrictions. The country would move to National Alert Level 1 from midnight tonight. She said public and private events can go on without restrictions, retail and hospitality sectors can operate normally and all public transport can resume. The last year, groups of South Korea's school children are returning to their classrooms today for the first time in more than three months. Here's the BBC's Laura Bicker in Seoul. South Korea is still battling cluster outbreaks of coronavirus in and around the capital city of Seoul. A high school student who visited a theme park with family and friends has been confirmed with the virus. Her school has returned to online classes and the park has been closed. There are now nearly 6 million students back at school after four weeks of phased reopenings. Thermal cameras have been placed at the door. Students have to complete their back-to-school app, which checks their symptoms daily. And dividers have been placed in classrooms to try to keep pupils apart. To financial news, local and regional shares have traded higher across the board after a surprise recovery in U.S. employment found optimism over a global economic recovery from the coronavirus crisis. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,811, 39 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $74 billion. The U.S. dollar is trading at 109.45 yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 12 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 84 cents. Japan's economy shrank less than initially estimated in the first quarter, but the broad impact from the coronavirus is still expected to send the country deeper into recession. The country's economy shrank and annualized 2.2% in the first three months of this year, less than the 3.4% contracted indicated in an early reading. And now to sports, here's Adam Jung.
We start with athletics, where the reigning world 400 meters champion is at odds with the athletics integrity unit. Salwa Eid Nasser has the lead. She's punching for the line and she takes it, and victory goes to Salwa Eid Nasser of Bahrain in a time of 48.14 seconds. It's a lifetime best by almost a second, and on the all-time list, Nasser has moved into third place. <laughs> wow! That is the biggest shock of these championships. Sawa Ayi Nasir winning the 400 meters gold medal at last year's World Championships in Doha. The Nigerian-born sprinter who represents Bahrain has been provisionally suspended for missing anti-doping tests. Nasir claims the number of whereabouts failures was three. However, the Athletics Integrity Unit statement yesterday said it was actually four. To football now, and ahead of the English Premier League's return on June the 17th, teams including Arsenal and Manchester United have been taking part in friendly games as a way to prepare for competitive action. The BBC's Don Busby has more. Some clubs have been taking part in behind closed doors friendlies this weekend. Arsenal welcomed fellow Londoners Charlton, who compete in the league below, to the Emirates, with the Gunners running out comfortable six-nil winners. Meanwhile, Manchester United held a full squad eleven versus eleven game at Old Trafford. It was the same for Chelsea at Stamford Bridge, with manager Frank Lampard and his coaching staff taking on the officiating duties. Meanwhile, Newcastle's Alan Sam Maximin has been speaking about his unconventional training methods. The French winger says prior to resuming official training with his club this month, he had previously been keeping fit by dribbling against his dog. Yeah, yeah, and I have a big dog. It's it's difficult to dribble dog because they are focused only to the ball. When you have a good dribbling against your dog, you know you can、uh, you can do something good because you have to dribble quick. That's why I try to to do my best for stay fit in my house and to enjoy too. Germany's Werder Bremen are in danger of being relegated from the Bundesliga for the first time in 40 years. They were beaten one nil by Wolfsburg with the substitute winger Felix Klaus scoring on the 82nd minute. Werder, the 2009 German champions, haven't won a league match at home since September and are now second from bottom, six points from safety. Werder have only ever been relegated from the Bundesliga once. That was back in 1980. Elsewhere, Union Berlin and Schalke finished one all, and it was the same score between Augsburg and Cologne. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. Each Hong Kong resident will start getting a $10,000 cash handout from early next month. A pro-Beijing politician suggests Beijing to launch a body as well as a court to overseas national security in Hong Kong. And the civil service chief Patrick Nip elaborates his dual identities concept. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Nair, this Monday afternoon. Monday the 8th of June is today's date. Hope you didn't get caught in the rain on your way to the office or over the weekend as well. It was so heavy, the rain. Anyway, we do have a busy program to keep you company this uh, Monday afternoon. Just after half past one, uh, we'll be chatting with Sarah Brennan. Uh, one of the authors, renowned authors here in Hong Kong, and she's also one of the